You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? Nothing alive. Yeah, doing well. I, I mean, well. Are you in shock? Are you in shock? Uh, I, I, I was trying to express that I'm doing well in the sense of me personally, but when you look at it on the global scale and the the state of things, and I mean, it's looking up in the sense of we have a lot of people standing up now in other countries and a lot of stuff going on, you know. But the stuff that the elite are trying to do—that's where it's um, disgusting. It is disgusting. And to what end? What end? Why are they doing it? Because they've got nothing else left. They're throwing their Hail Mary pass. That's why they're behaving the way they're behaving. That's the only thing I can figure because (laughs) empowering China as an example, uh, as an elite, um, that's your own death warrant. The Chinese don't care about you as the elite. So uh, it it makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. I've been trying to figure that one out. That's that's one of the things that's actually eluded me. All the research that I've done and history that I've looked at, this one just kind of, it goes over my head. I'm not quite sure where we are on it. Other than the fact, the only thing, and we were just kind of brainstorming here before we started on this very topic, and I wasn't actually planning on talking about this here, but why not? The only thing I can actually surmise is that the Chinese Communist Party is a creation of the central banks, just the same way that the Bolshevik Revolution was a creation of the central banks. The same way that fascism in Germany under Adolf Hitler was concocted by the central banks. The same way that Benito Mussolini in fascist Italy was concocted by the central banks. Are we seeing a pattern here, possibly, of of what this could be? That's the only thing I can think. Because if you look at Gates, if you look at Schwab, if you look at the Davos clique, the, the Davos group, what, whatever you want to call them, if you look at those and then you look at the Chinese Communist Party, well, they're all created by finance capital, corrupt finance capital, aren't they? They're all created by that. So the only thing I can think is the Chinese, I mean, the, the Chinese Communist Party, they are, well, I shouldn't even say the Chinese Communist Party, just the Communist Party, they are ruthless. And when I, when I say ruthless, I mean, you get in their way, they will execute you. Of course, that's too much of a That's too much of a brash term for the Communist Party. They don't like to use that word. They like to use the term liquidate. They they prefer the term liquidation. I don't know why, but they just do. See, execution is just it's too it's too uh, it's too gruesome. They don't they don't like it. Doesn't doesn't show that you're compassionate enough. Uh, So liquidation seems to uh, fit the uh, the Communist Party just a little bit better than uh, than execution. But nonetheless, you're an asset. Yeah, you're not an individual or a person. You're an asset. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but. The only thing I can think is that they're in bed with them because they're all bankrolled by the same people, literally. They're all run by the same people. That's the only thing I can surmise, is that's what it is. I mean, we know that a lot of these people, like, for example, let's look at what we talked about last week, the Rockefeller Foundation. Where does that come from? That's a banking family. The Rothschilds, that's a banking family. Carnegie, Ford, all of these. JP Morgan, these are all banking 
all of this comes from banking. And then you look at this one particular thing, and this is what I was told. How do I say this? This is what I was told by a very well-rounded professor. I'll just put it that way. And when I was reading some information that he published and reading some stuff that, uh, that he tried to tell people, he said, let me explain something. If you want to understand what is behind things, if you really want to go behind the curtain, then you need to look at the connection between radicalist authoritarian movements and tax-exempt foundations. Well, immediately, your thoughts, and I know Bruce's head always goes this way, and so does mine, because that's uh, it's just by default. When you think tax-exempt foundation, you think churches. I'm not talking about churches. To be very clear, I'm not talking about churches. The 501c3 status for a church, which is the tax-exempt status for a religious institution, in my humble opinion, that was put in simply because the government wanted to have the final say when it came to the control of the churches. And if you don't do what they say, well, then they'll just revoke your tax-exempt status and they will tax you to the hilt and you'll be out of business. Because let's be honest, churches and religious institutions, regardless of their charitable or charity organization status, they are run like a business. They are a business. So the tax-exempt status for them is just a way for the state to have a hold over them. That's all it is. But I'm not talking about churches. I'm talking about the institutions with the names that I just mentioned, Rockefeller, Gates, the Clinton Initiative, the Clinton Foundation, the Bush Foundation, the Obama Foundation, the Zuckerberg Chan Initiative. These are all tax-exempt foundations. This is how they launder their money. So you can look at a guy like Bill Gates, and Bill Gates only has a net worth of, what, a few billion? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You look at a guy like George Soros, Open Society Foundation, Soros Fund Management. Well, Soros Fund Management, that's that's his like that's his his legitimate hedge fund. So he actually like that's that's not a tax exempt foundation. But Open Society, that is his tax exempt foundation. So he owns and operates Open Society Foundations, which has many, many different tentacles that come out in front organizations for that. He's working a deal right now with the Central and South American countries, the United Nations and MasterCard. And he's also working deals with the European Union under the same type of a deal to bring in all of these <clears throat> migrants and refugees. That's all Soros, all of that. And that's all open society foundations. That's all it is. As a matter of fact, he's the one paying for those Zodiac boats that are crossing the English Channel and, and hitting the shores of Italy every other day. But it's these organizations that are having their money laundered through them. George Soros only has a net worth of $1.8 billion. Are you kidding me? It's not possible. They front all of their money through these tax-exempt foundations, and then they can send it to wherever they want to send it with no strings attached, and there's no paper trail. But all that money has to come from somewhere. Well, the banks... Technically, and maybe we can go biblical on it, you can run that all the way back to the times of, of Christ, the money changers, right? It was the only time Christ actually got violent, or am I wrong, when he drove the money changers out of the temple? Yeah, I mean, it was those guys were, in that scenario, they were selling um, basically animals that were meant for sacrifice. Uh, they, they were selling them there in the temple and making a profit on it, basically. Um, so yeah, uh, that was a... In that scenario, they were exploiting the religious people. Exploiting? You mean you mean to tell me money changers were actually exploiting people? Yeah. Are you saying that that central banks, being the modern money changers of our time, are you saying that they exploit people? Huh. Just just a little bit. Yeah. Strange how all that just works. But 
That's the only thing I can come up to a conclusion on. Why are the Western elites in bed with the Chinese Communist Party? What What is it? Uh, Occam's razor. What What's the uh, the theory behind that? Remind me again. Basically, the easiest outcome or the 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 most likely outcome is. You put it very eloquently once. That's why I had to ask. Uh, and I've forgotten that phrasing. It's been a while. Um. Well, I guess the the phrasing the the the, the simplest explanation is usually the the best one. That's 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 one phrasing, but I forget the the phrase I used. It has been a while, and to be honest, I stole it from someone else, and I haven't listened to. Well, them either in a way, while. either way, the most obvious conclusion that I would come to would be that they're all owned by the same people. I mean, the central banks have a history of bankrolling communism and authoritarianism, so why wouldn't they be involved with the Chinese at the same time? We know the Western side of things. They're running everything through tax exempt foundations. That's where you end up with people like Zuckerberg. That's where you end up with people like uh, Rockefeller and Gates and, and, and the Klaus Schwab's and their front people. That's where you end up with these people is you get these front organizations. But behind the scenes, again, these are only front people. Gates himself. Gates is a front man. So we know what the fronts are on both sides. On the East, you've got the Chinese Communist Party. On the West, you've got the tax exempt foundations. But behind all of that are the people that are bankrolling them. Russia plays into this in a specific manner as well. What do the Russians have to do with the central banks? They're not communist anymore. True. But the whole premise of what went on in Russia was they tried 80 years of communism. Again, the Bolshevik Revolution was bankrolled by New York money, New York Wall Street money. But the only conflict that they had there was, all right, we had 80 years of communism. We're going to try something else. And they seem to be doing pretty well with it. You know, they're trying free market, but you still have a sense of an oligarchy there. This is why Putin has put himself into the position that he's in. It wasn't that Putin actually disagreed with the way that they actually run the Western oligarchy. The Western oligarchy had a stranglehold in Russia for 80 years, the same as they have probably have a stranglehold in Beijing now for 80 years. Again, we started funding them in the 50s. But the Russian side of things, it's not that the Russians disagree with the fact that they have some type of a, a financial oligarch system. It's not that at all. Russians want to run a Russian system. They don't want any outside influence involved in that. Putin doesn't agree with the way that the Western oligarchs were in there. He threw the Rothschild and the Rockefeller banks out of there. That's what the West beef is with Russia, is that right there. But see, Beijing, Bruce brought up an interesting point, and I'm actually going to let him make it. With Beijing, with China, they're more willing to go along with this because of what you said. They'll actually do this. They'll actually do what the banks want them to do. When we played that that interview last week of Aaron Russo talking about his relationship with Nicholas Rockefeller, when we played that, and he talked about what the central banks ultimately want to do. They want to chip people or, or whatever. I mean, we're a few years away from that, but you know, the implantable stuff, you can see it now. It's on the horizon. And ultimately, that's what they want. They want centralization. But they're trying to do it now with other means. All of your money is now on chips, isn't it? It's just not an implantable chip. Chips in your cards rather than in your hand. Chips on your phones rather than in your hand. So the system is gravitating that direction. And with COVID, with this whole vaccine religion that they've concocted, they're now able to steer people into that system. So with China, they're willing to do this. You can't just shove that system out on a population. You, you can't just throw it out there and, and get acceptance of it. You have to you have to beta test it. You have to get all the kinks out of that system. You have to make sure that, well, it's going to be viable if you actually try to implement it somewhere. Well, 
If you have a bankrolled system that you have built and engineered from the ground up like they did in Soviet Russia, just the same as they did in China, if you have that, then you have an opportunity to create that very system and implement it. China, as Bruce stated, is willing to do that. We were not. We still had somewhat free market and and free democracies here in the West. So it's not really compatible with how we are until you beta test it in another part of the world that you have a stranglehold on. You have a group of criminals that will stomp all over the rights of their people because they just don't care. And at the same time, you fund scientific research in that country to create deadly pathogens to destabilize the world. And then you have an excuse to take that system from beta into operational. Just makes sense. Yeah. And the the other thing that we were talking with China, we, we kind of touched on it originally uh, or before we were recording. Not only is China willing to do it, like they don't have any kind of moral restrictions, if you will, right? They don't care. I mean, they went through the one one child policy there uh, for a while. Uh, and if you happen to have a kid that wasn't the, the prescribed gender, which was male, uh, then the, the child was uh, liquidated. They didn't have any qualms with that uh, as a CCP. So they don't, I, I don't think they have any qualms with uh, trying to enact the social credit system ar- around the world. I mean, they're going to do it anyway if they uh, left their own devices. So why not as the banking conglomerate, why not lob on, glob onto uh, the, the biggest country that's already doing what you want done? I think it's just a, a, a kind of an opportunistic kind of a, a scenario that the, the, the banking groups are jumping on board, the elite are jumping on board with China. But the part that I don't think the elite understand is China's going to eat them. China's going to eat them alive. They don't care. You're turning on your own people. What do they have as evidence that you're going to stay faithful to the CCP? They don't have anything. They're, you're a traitor. So no, they're not going to get anywhere. So I'm... I, I'm I'm kind of left scratching my head going what, what what's the end goal for the elite because they're going to be consumed other than they're just so arrogant so full of themselves they can't see the stupidity of what they're doing. You know I th- I think it's a couple of things. I think it's a maybe a a merger of the two things you said. Yeah, they they just they're so far down into their insanity that they just don't understand what they're doing at this point. They've literally gone insane. The the elite in the West have literally gone insane. And I know people now that are not political, or at least before all this, they weren't political. And they're even saying now, these people have gone off their, they're off their rocker. They've gone nuts. All of these, these governments and everything else, they've gone insane. But again, they needed something somewhere to test that system. And now they have it. They're doing everything in China that the central banks want to do that Russo talked about. They're doing everything there, minus the actual implanting of, uh, of a chip. But you said that, you know, China wants to, uh, to take over that system immediately when the idea of a COVID passport was floated 18 months ago, which was a crazy conspiracy theory. No one, no one's talking about those. No one's going to get those. There are no plans for those. But China so graciously, you know, in, in their good graces, they so graciously stepped forward. Xi Jinping stepped forward at the G20 and said, well, China can have that system established in in a matter of of two weeks. We can do it. Just let us run it. They're doing exactly what the banks want them to do. It's not a coincidence that they're carrying out the same agenda on their populations that the banks and the institutions want to introduce here. It's not a coincidence. To the point about, I don't understand why the elite are doing this. 
because it's it's only going to result in their own demise. You can see um, it now. To, to that point, you can see it now because China is now starting to double cross the West. They're starting to go back on all of these deals that they made, like the one child policy that you mentioned. The the only thing I can really conclude uh, in this is China and the elite are being used and they're being used by evil. We'll just say. What other conclusion could you come to? Again, I mean, Occam's razor. It just makes the Occam's most sense. razor. It, it makes the most sense. It, we've eliminated all the other outcomes as well. Like there, there is no other logical outcome other than this is just pure evil because it ends up in everybody losing whoever, you know, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. If China gets control of the entire world and we go down the, the road of social credit, that's the demise of the human race. We're going to, uh, if we get sucked into this, this digital dark age and it, it, they fully enact it, the technologies that are coming, um, the, the elite can get control of, you know, artificial intelligence, quantum computing, uh, uh, those kind of things. If they can get control of that and grasp it, before we're able to basically reach to the stars and start getting off planet and so forth, it, it'll it basically spell the demise of the human race. I mean, you'll get stuck in, uh, or at least we'll be behind by a few thousand years by the time we get out of it. You mean to tell me that the elite, in your opinion, the elite want to use the technology to oppress people, to keep them suppressed and I mean, don't you think that they actually want to use it to help humanity rather than to um, crush humanity or harm humanity? Don't don't you think that that they actually have it in in their heads that well, uh, we want to help people, we want to do the right thing. Does that ever cross your mind? Do you ever think that they might actually have that in their heads that they actually want to help people? I I do think there is a a um, percentage of the elite that their goal is legitimate. And they are legitimately trying to improve people's lives. Um, some of them, I think, are misguided, but some of them, I believe, are truly trying to make it for a better life for humans. Mm -hmm. What so, about Klaus yeah, Schwab? Good. Do you think he's he's sincere when he says that? Um, <laughs> and that look on your face just just says the says what I'm looking for. Do you think that he wants to help humanity? I think he wants to help his own fingers to some uh, monies. Uh huh. I, I, uh -huh. I don't. I don't. Well, think he is he, in the business he, world after really, all. Yeah, he, he is in the business right, world after right, all. He is, right. Uh, he is, yeah, all he those is in the business. businesses he created. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah all those mm -hmm. businesses he created. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a clip here of uh, dear old Klaus uh, speaking from his uh, his lair down in uh, in Davos, uh, and he's talking about the foremost upfront topics that are of concern for him right now. Actually, he mentions a fifth one in here. I, I actually, I'm, I'm not going to say it, but he'll mention a fifth one in there. He just kind of slips it in there at the end. But listen to what he says. What I consider the four foremost challenges uh, we are faced with at this present time. They are COVID, of course, climate change, inclusion. And here uh, I would uh, also particularly address gender parity. And finally, uh, the fourth industrial revolution, right. the new technologies, how well can we master some in order to make some serving humanity and not harming huma humanity? 
You see, he wants technology to serve humanity, not to harm humanity. Can't you hear the sincerity in his voice? He cares about things like COVID. He cares about things like climate change. He cares about things like uh, inequality and gender apartheid is what he actually meant to say. I will excuse the uh, the man speaks four languages. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to fault him for that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't take him for being sincere in those things. Um, I mean, Bruce, look at this face. Is this not a trustworthy face? Is, is that not a trustworthy face? I mean, if you can't trust a face like this, then what can you trust? I mean, in, in, the, in that specific uh, way he's sitting and everything, it, it, it kind of looks like he may have had a bit of an accident on, on one side of his head, just, like he just, was dropped as a kid or something, you know. <laughs> Dear old Klaus. Anyway, yeah, that's 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 Klaus Schwab. Anyway, I thought that was worth a play. All right. That that's enough for the elites. I, I don't want to I don't want to get into any more of that. All right. Uh, Biden is going to outline a plan to curb coronavirus Delta variant uh, as the cases grow. This is to be this is out of Reuters. This is to be expected tomorrow. I'm sure he can't make the announcement today because he is just far too busy uh, today to, to come out and and lay out that plan. Uh, of course, I think he's still down in uh, I think he's still down in New Orleans. He's talking about things that Bruce, what do you call those things that, that come down? And I, I know you're from uh, I know you're from from Oklahoma, so you might be familiar with these things. What do you call those spinning clouds that start at the you know, up in the clouds and then come down? Like it looks like a little funnel mm-hmm. that, that comes down and then it touches the ground and then it moves mm-hmm. through a lot of areas like, I don't know, flat land and, and it destroys crops and, and things. What, what what do they call those? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we typically call those tornadoes. No, yeah. no, 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 no. That, mm-hmm. They don't call them that mm-hmm. anymore, do they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, still call them tornadoes. You yeah. still call them tornadoes. OK. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, we're in backwater country. I mean, you know, this is this is like. You know, ponunks, you know, uh-huh. we're, uh-huh. we're kind of slow on, on new uh-huh. new words and phrases. And, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Joe Biden in New Orleans talking about what we don't call them anymore. Uh, you know, the looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. That hit the crops and and wetlands in the middle of the country and in, uh-huh. in Iowa and Nevada and I mean yeah. it's just across the board. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, um, as I said, we're in this together. Yeah, we're we're in this together. Do we have uh, wetlands in Nevada? I know that we don't have wetlands in Nevada, at least not to my knowledge. Uh, that's quite parched this time of year. And I don't Actually, even isn't, think... Isn't, isn't this monsoon season, though? Uh, this this time of year? Technically, don't, yeah. Don't they have monsoon? Yeah, yeah so technically, yeah. You might and have is, some wetlands at this yeah. time of year. And it is it is hurricane season, after all. So, I mean, yeah, th- there is that going on. But I don't know that there are such things as uh, wetlands in Iowa. I've never heard of Iowa being considered a, a, a wetland. Now, I know... According to the uh, the Bureau of Land Management, uh, the uh, the BLM, not the Black Lives Matter movement, but the Bureau of Land Management and the EPA. My favorite organization. Yes, your, your favorite organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. the Environmental Protection Agency, they consider a, uh, a mud puddle to be a marshland in a crop field somewhere. So if that's the definition he's using, well, then uh, the man makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, I will say... Um just going out on a limb and trying to um, translate what he's saying there. Maybe he was trying to reference up north how they have the the derecho 
or however you pronounce it, uh, on occasion, which is basically a landlocked hurricane. Basically, we did we did look into that, and there was one in Iowa last year, and we were completely shocked by it. It was out of the blue. It just it, it was literally it was like a hurricane on land, and it destroyed. Yeah. I, I don't know how many how many million acres of uh, of crops. Yeah, it's so. I mean, maybe. Uh, he's trying to reference that and he's trying to say derecho and, and forgot and was thinking it looked like a tornado, but we don't call it a tornado. Uh, so that uh, I'll give him that one and say, okay, maybe you just forgot the name derecho because to be fair, that is an odd name, like how it's spelled and pronounced. It, it is odd. I'll give him that one to I be have fair. A hard enough, I have a hard enough time trying to remember El Nino from when I was a kid. <laughs> True. I have a hard enough time trying to remember that one. So Derecho is something completely different. Uh, but that crop damage in Iowa, maybe that he's referencing there, I'm not sure. But that crop damage was so horrendous that you could actually see it from satellite image from space. It was that bad. Yeah, it, it laid like cornfields and everything over. It just laid it over. OK, so the pudding eating, excuse me, the president of the United States will lay out a We'll lay out. I, I'm, I got to laugh today. Yesterday was too serious. He will lay out a six pronged strategy intended to fight the spread of the highly contagious COVID Delta variant. What happened to Moo? Isn't that supposed to be next or something? Isn't is Moo yeah. supposed to be next? So well, we've got to push 49 states now. Is it now in all 49 states? I yeah. haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Or is it or is it 50? What, what did Obama say? 54 states? 57. And he had one left. 57. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in yeah, 57. Yeah. Since. Yeah. He had okay. One so 58 altogether. Yeah. Okay. So uh -huh. it's only in 49 of 58. So uh -huh. the United States, they have to lead with this. The United States, which leads the world in COVID-19 cases and deaths, is struggling to stem a wave of infections driven by the variant, even as officials try to persuade Americans who have resisted vaccination to get the shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the CDC's website today. The CDC's website is giving instructions. They're telling people at the state level to refer to their website on instructions on how to deal with foreign nationals coming into the United States currently, the ones that are coming in from vaccine disparaged countries. What are they being given in order to treat them from COVID-19 or as a potential therapeutic from COVID-19 when they come in and get off the airplane? Oh, it's not a vaccine. They don't have a syringe waiting for them. They're telling them to give them ivermectin, and they're explaining exactly what doses they need to be giving them in. Think about that for just a minute. The CDC, Dr. Fauci, and all the rest of these, these nobodies that are out there pushing the vaccines, telling you that you have to take it, and you have to take a vaccine passport to go into a business, you have to be pulled out of society, you can't associate with anyone else. Until you take a vaccine and you get a vaccine passport and then you have to get continuous boosters that are going to infect you for time immemorial and do whatever God knows what long term damage to you, if not immediate. You have to do that. And if you take ivermectin, all you want to do is kill people. But yet they're telling people on the CDC's website today, they're telling people at the state level, refer to our website on what to do with foreign nationals coming into the United States. And they're instructing them to give them ivermectin. You know, that uh, that crazy horse dewormer that everyone laughed at over a year ago. Yeah, that stuff. Not to mention the CDC has also come out and said that 83% um, of Americans have some form of immunity to COVID-19. Are you saying that we have reached herd immunity? No, 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 no. 
you, you no herd immunity is only when you get that much of the population vaccinated. You see, uh, herd uh -huh. immunity is not natural immunity from people that have caught COVID nineteen and are now immune for the rest of their life. Uh, it, it 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 only uh, has to reference or has to do with a vaccine. Uh huh. I just noticed the other day that the CDC actually changed this statistic. If you're double vaccinated or now it's going to be triple vaccinated, if you're double vaccinated and you pass away from unknown circumstances after 14 days, you are now recorded per the CDC as an unvaccinated death. Again, think about what I just said. White House spokeswoman Jen Psaki told reporters traveling with Biden aboard Air Force One that he will lay out the six-pronged strategy working across the public and private sectors to help continue to get the pandemic under control. See, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. You're just not doing what the government's telling you to do. It's just, it's, it's all your fault. When asked about possible new mandates, Saki said the White House would offer more details later about the plan and acknowledge that the federal government cannot broadly mandate that Americans get vaccinated. No government can. I don't care if it's America. I don't care if it's any European nation. I don't care if it's the Australians. You notice the Australians are not mandating the vaccine. They're not mandating it. There's a lot of push down there. There's a lot of coercion. I don't care what anybody says. That's coercion. There's a lot of coercion. You've got the premier down there today saying that the premier of New South Wales come out saying we're going to shut you out of society. The unvaccinated will no longer be allowed to participate in the economy. We've got that clip. As a matter of fact, let me just grab that and we'll just play that right now. Why not? Right. Again, it is for your health. To protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. Uh -huh. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we uh -huh. open everything up, it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be really? roaming around the place spreading the virus. That's, really? what be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason uh, to get vaccinated. And there uh -huh. are appointments available and there'll be even more appointments available throughout September, October, November. Let's mm -hmm. get to those thresholds as fast as we possibly can. Right. But yes, there's going to be a vaccinated uh, economy and you get to participate that you get to participate in that if you are vaccinated. Now, right. that's not right now, because, of course, there's many more people who want to get vaccinated than we actually can get through the system. But we're going to get to a point where everybody who can get vaccinated will have been offered the chance to do so. And we are not going to have a situation, well, at least not in Victoria, where we lock the whole place down to protect people who won't protect themselves. Uh -huh. Please go and get vaccinated. OK, so let me get this straight. Uh, you, as the government, uh, you're going to protect them better than they can protect themselves. Is that what I'm taking away from that? Is you know better than than the average uh, barefoot peasant uh, such as us and everybody else, because we're just the average people, you know better than we do. Is that correct? OK, I get where these whatever this guy is, right? This guy's a loser freak. That's all this guy is. I mean, you look at this, Bruce, would you buy a used car from that man right there? Look at that. Would you buy a used car from that guy? I mean, no, because he's sitting there saying 
you're going to have to do, be vaccinated okay. to do no, no, business. No, 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 no. Forget all that stuff. No, no, no. Forget all that stuff. All right. For, forget that part of it. Just by the look mm-hmm. of that face. If you walked onto a used car, let's say you needed to buy a car. You walked onto a used car lot and that man right there with that face and that smug smirk on his face walked up to you getting ready to sell you a car. Would you buy a car from that man? Uh, well, yeah, because I, that's how I see all car salesmen anyway. Oh, so. okay. Well, you're killing me. The answer is hell no. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust someone like that at all. No, not at all. I, I don't trust car salesmen in general. I don't trust car salesmen, car salesmen or politicians. I, I don't trust either one of them. Yeah. I mean, they're one and the same, yeah, right? So. They're always trying to sell you yeah. something. So mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't trust either one of them. But you're going to sit up there and you're going to say, I mean, look at all this propaganda behind him. Look at all this crap. You see up here, Victoria State Government. OK, so he's the authority figure. And then underneath that, you got this little caption in a cute little bubble like you'd see on, oh, I don't know, uh, Instagram or something. It says voices for vaccine. What, what, what is it? What, what are we, five? This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. Show me, show me or anybody else that you're up there telling that you're stealing their lives from. Tell us what research, what evidence, what data you have that shows that getting vaccinated will actually protect you. Show me. I want to see it because you don't have it. That's why you're not showing it. Every metric that we're seeing this and forget this, this garbage, this pandemic of the unvaccinated. That is a talking point that is across the entire world. Pandemic of the unvaccinated. You've got that going on in European countries. You've got the sheriff of Los Angeles County saying that publicly. Alex Villanueva, he's saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. That is a talking point that's being given simultaneously. Do you think that the and I'm not knocking the guy, I'm not knocking the the, the guy, the the sheriff of, of Los Angeles County. I'm using that as an example because that is an example at the local level. He's an elected official at the local level. He's using the exact same phrase as the premier of Victoria in Australia. Now, is that a coincidence that they're both saying exactly the same thing? I'll bet they have no idea who each other are. All the data we're seeing, all of it, which all the research we looked at before all this showed that this was going to happen. All of this was going to happen. When you try to create an mRNA vaccine, this is the outcome you wind up at. If you look at the data coming out of Israel, and this is out of their Ministry of Health, they're seeing spikes all across the board in vaccinated people. Pandemic of the unvaccinated, he says. Isn't that what he just said? He, he just said that, right? He did. Bruce, do you remember when we played clips of the governor of the state of West Virginia telling people that he was sitting up there with his dog, telling people that he wanted him mm. to go out and get vaccinated? You remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sitting I up do. there with his dog, offering uh, savings bonds and uh, guns and free hunting and fishing licenses for the rest of your life or whatever, however long that would be, uh, if you would take a um, if you take a covid shot. You remember all that, right? Yeah. 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 Now, see, supposedly, I mean, what, what did the premier of of Australia there just say? What, what did he say? He said that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? You hear the, the CDC head, uh, Walensky, she's saying, oh, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Fauci's saying it. CNN, all the talking heads, they're all saying it, right? Pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. The Israeli politicians are saying it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. So you need a third jab. Now they're talking about a fourth jab. They were just talking about a third jab the other day. Now you need a fourth one. Yep. Well, so that's let me guess. The third one is for Delta. The fourth one is for Mu, I I guess, whatever that one is. So that's going to be for that. 
but it's a pandemic in the unvaccinated. All the evidence is showing that it's going the other way. As a matter of fact, again, the governor of the state of West Virginia, West Virginia was supposed to be one of the most vaccinated states in the country, right? With their rollout, everything was supposed to be on point. Everybody was, uh, everybody was there. Everybody got lined up. Everybody did the thing, right? There was actually, there's a place in West Virginia where you actually, obviously, Virginia, West Virginia, you have the state line right there. And usually it's right there across the road from each other. Well, there was a bar that was on, and West Virginians love their bars. There was a bar on the West Virginia side that was open because everybody had been vaccinated. And then there was a bar on the Virginia side of the road that was closed because, well, they just didn't have the right amount of vaccinations needed in the state in order to reopen, which apparently the virus knows not to travel across the road. (laughs) Uh, Apparently it knows that. But I'm kind of glossing over the point here. West Virginia, I'm using this as an example because this U.S. state in the initial stages had the highest vaccine rollout, had the highest uptake, and then all of a sudden the numbers stalled. They hit a wall. That's when the governor came out and said, oh, me and my dog here, lady or whatever her name was, we want you to get the vaccine. We really want you to go out and do it and save yourself and your family. And we're going to offer you savings bonds and guns and free hunting and fishing licenses and all the rest of it, you know, because that's what West Virginians do. They hunt and they fish and, and all that stuff. I mean, that's what they do. So if you can save some money on that, hell, if you're going to give away free shotgun, why not, right? Trade your life for a, for a 12 gauge. Hey, you know, get a nice Remington or Mossberg out of the deal. Why not? This is the governor of West Virginia just the other day. Listen to this. I'm going to give you a few stats now about uh, what's going on in West Virginia. But uh, West Virginia is seeing a 26 percent increase in positive cases of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Huh. We'll read that one more time. Uh-huh. West Virginia is seeing a 26% increase in positive cases in people that are fully vaccinated. Uh-huh. And a 21% increase in breakthrough cases requiring hospitalization for people that are fully vaccinated. Uh-huh. We have also seen a 25% increase in deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Really? Now, that's not a 25% increase of of the total numbers or whatever. It is a 25% increase of deaths of people that are fully vaccinated over the last eight weeks. Uh Uh-huh. Bruce, is this a pandemic of the unvaccinated in the state of West Virginia? Uh, clearly, I mean, obviously, uh, the people aren't going in and getting vaccinated, and clearly, it's spreading to the people but, that are vaccinated, and but, they're the ones that are dying. But yeah, it, may, maybe, maybe he misspoke, right? Because every time, one, like the the health minister of of New South Wales and Australia, do you remember? He said uh, all but one have been fully vaccinated in the hospital, and then he stepped back out after the media person reminded him, uh, did you mean to say that they were all fully vaccinated except for one or all of them were unvaccinated except for one? Which one did you mean? And he said, oh, yes, I, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Did this governor misspeak? And the answer is no. I'll save you the time. The answer is no, because he specifically said, let me read that to you again. Very clearly, when someone in the state of West Virginia, believe me, I know plenty of people there, When somebody from the state of West Virginia says again, when they speak again like that and they enunciate that second time, they are making themselves clear. 
that that that's something that happens here in southern midwest as well we tend to do that when we're trying to to bring emphasis on something that was said or read. We do the same thing. No, you didn't hear me. Let me let me say that again. And and we repeat ourselves. And it, it's very much the, the same thing. The governor knows exactly what he's saying. And he made clear that he knew it on the third and the fourth point that he made each time when he started saying another statistic. They're all fully vaccinated. This is the outcome you get to when you try to create and push an mRNA vaccine. This is exactly what was going to happen. But oh, no, 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 no. See, you're you're all a bunch of wing nuts and you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything about science. See, the establishment, and when I say the establishment, I'm, I'm talking all encompassing here. I'm talking the financial elites, the uh, the banks, the, the, uh, the institutions, the universities, these professors and whatever, th- this new priest class that they have created amongst themselves. They want you to be stupid and illiterate. They don't want you to know these things. They don't want you to know basic finance. They don't want you to know basic health and nutrition. They don't want you to know history and education. They don't want you to know any type of spiritual connection to anything for a purpose that is higher than yourself. They don't want a population of well-rounded, educated, sophisticated people that are civilized that can mount a resistance and put them out of business. They're not interested in that. They know better than you, and they're going to tell you how life is going to be rather than you standing up and taking control of your own life. They want you so turned around and chasing your own tail and too busy trying to figure out how to stay alive that you never come together as a people, as one nation, as one world, whatever you want to call it. They don't want unity. They want division. They don't want education. They want stupidity. They don't want sophistication. They want squalor. That's what they want. They want tribalism. They don't want when Schwab sits up there and he talks about uh, what did he say? Uh, Inclusiveness or or whatever. The man's an anathema to inclusiveness. He wouldn't know inclusiveness if it came up and bit him in the face. Social credit is exactly opposite of inclusion. We're seeing it now in countries like where I'm at that have vaccine passports. That is not unity. But see, here's what they want to do. Here's what they want to do. They want to implement this system that see they have to create the unfairness. They have to do that. In order for them to sell a fair and inclusive world, well, then you have to demand one, don't you? So the same people that are giving you the unfairness, the same people that are getting rid of the inclusion, they're the same ones that are going to make you demand a new system. The governments are meant to be destroyed. They're meant to be destroyed, even in the construct of social credit. Governments are not there. They're not supposed to be there. Society is self-governing, run by the architecture of the AI. That's the point of it. But the AI is not ready yet. It's not there. It's coming, but it's not there yet. So it's a race now. They, they pulled the lever too early. Uh, in my humble opinion, they pulled it too early. They're making too many mistakes. And now the cracks are really starting to show. I said that this was like their Operation Barbarossa when the Nazis went into the Soviet Union. Oh, they were kicking ass and taking names for the first few months. It was going pretty well for the Germans. But then once that cold, long Russian winter hit, well, then they had a little bit of a problem. We're now at the point where that is starting to happen to the elite. The wheels have come off. They're in a tailspin. The treads on the tanks that they were using have now been caught up in the mud and they're now breaking down. They can't get resupplied. They can't do anything else with COVID. 
COVID's a dead horse. They, they can't do anything else with it. These governments are now left scrambling and they're saying, oh, no, 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 we're not going to close anything down, but uh, you're going to have vaccine passports now. So we don't close down. See, they can't close anything down again. If they could, they would. But they can't. At least I don't think so. Now, that's not to say they won't try, because the push is already being made in the UK for them to close down. It's already being made. You can already see the writing on a wall for it. But you've got people in the cabinet that are now saying, well, uh, in order for us to avoid the close, uh, the closings, we're going to have to go to vaccine passports. There's no call for that. There's no call for that, especially the kind of numbers that we're just dishing out here. We're talking about hard data here. We're not talking about some uh, crazy crackpot scientism that these idiots are doling out to you on CNN. We're not talking about that. I don't care what those idiots say. They can say whatever the hell they want. They can sell whatever they want. I'm not buying it. I don't care what it is. They can come out there with a cure to, to, to whatever now, and I'm not buying it because I don't want to sit there and be in the same company as those people. I want real science. I want real data. I want real evidence. And they've presented none of it. And they're not interested in presenting any of it because everything that they would present would be contradictory to the agenda that they push. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. Um, this is, uh, well, we've already said it before. It's elitism. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the whole social credit and everything. It's elitism. It, 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 it's you, you basically can't exist unless you, 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 you're on board with whatever their agenda is. But to your point about them, they pulled the pen too early. I think they were kind of pushed into having to, to pull the pen when they did, because um, we, you had people like, uh, as an example, uh, Musk coming in with uh, trying to get us into space and trying to push us to to expand and 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 uh, trying to propel us for it forward. You have other companies out there that are trying to push us forward with, with manufacturing automation, um, with three D printing, with uh, uh, you know graphene. We've got we've got companies out there that are trying to push us forward. Well, because of that, it's causing the elite to run out of time, basically. The so they had and, to pull the pin. Yeah, the populist movement as well in Europe, uh, that kicked off in 2015. And then uh, you also have the rise now of cryptocurrencies, which is a threat to the banking establishment. Yeah. So that's thrown them yeah. into a real panic. So if it wouldn't have been for all those things happening, I think they were going to ride it out, kind of gen up some hysteria, get the money going, get the systems in place. And then right around 2030, when that hit, they would engage all those things, pull the pin on the on the grenade. Uh, but now they had to pull it nine years early uh, uh, because of all the technologies and everything. Do you believe disinformation is a threat to public health? Uh, broadly, uh, yes and no. Yes, in the sense of disinformation. Yes, it, it can be damaging to public health, but... It's on you as the individual to be able to decipher truth and fiction. How dare you? How dare you? Because I said the priest class, the new priest class in white coats and Gucci suits, they're going to tell you what's reality. They're going to tell you mm -hmm. what information you need to be looking at rather than you going and looking at the stuff up for yourself. They're going to tell you how yeah. it's going to be. Yeah, that's the that that's literally the whole agenda with uh, the, the, the uh, social credit system. The, mm -hmm. the, the government, the, the elite tell you. What you can and can't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going real well in China now. Now that all of the, uh, well, all of that stuff's now being banned. Which, oddly enough, as crazy as it might sound, oddly enough, I don't disagree with some of the stuff that they're actually doing. Oddly enough, just a couple of things. But quite frankly, that's not to say that uh, that I endorse the system because, uh, as I said, I don't like the company that I'd have to keep. But I'm getting off topic here. Dr. Anthony Fauci, when you think 
of information, accurate, solid information, isn't that the first thing that comes to your mind is the saint to Dr. Anthony Fauci? Isn't that the first thing that you think of in manners related to your uh, health, of course? In relation to disinformation and in matters of your health? Yes, that is the first individual I think of. Yes. Yeah. He's out today and he's talking about the dangers of disinformation when it comes to your health. Let's listen. Well, uh, Jim, disinformation and misinformation is really a very serious issue when it comes to a public health issue like COVID-19, in which it is essential to get correct information out, both for people who are infected and who do need proper medication and proper care to foster things that are unproven right from the beginning has always been a problem. The best way to counter disinformation and misinformation is to try as best as we all can to get the proper and correct information out. But one of the enemies of public health is disinformation. And unfortunately, we do see that in some quarters. Does Tony need a cup of coffee or a shot of espresso or something? Yeah, he seems... Uh... He seems awful chill. He seems he's awful, awful, awful lethargic. He is. Yeah. He quite, quite. Uh, may, may, maybe this was like three o'clock in the morning or something, you know, when it, 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 it just got out of bed or something. I don't know. But I, I find it interesting that this individual um, is is saying uh, this is this is one of the great crises for um, your public health is is. Uh, disinformation. He is the the one that was saying, uh, telling Florida, if Florida had 50% of their population vaccinated, they would not see any more spikes, large spikes of COVID-19. Um, they had 50% of their population vaccinated. And uh, within a few days after the vaccines kicked in, um, they had a spike of over 2,200% in cases of COVID-19. Um, looking at the chart, okay, uh, over the last, uh, let's see here, let me, let me, let me zoom this in here. Uh, this chart shows uh, March 2nd of last year, okay, and it's showing the spikes each time that they've seen, you know, the, the dips and rises and all that kind of stuff. The highest spike you see here is maybe 800-ish, um, 850-ish on, on, on here. Uh, the spike of 2,000 over 2,000% is well over 1,300. But see, I, I also take that as, a, as another agenda that's being played because you've got people like DeSantis talking about and, and signing orders saying, if you implement vaccine passports, if you're a business and you implement vaccine passports, we're going to fine you $5,000. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the type of behavior that needs to take place in these countries. You don't endorse this type of behavior. You pass laws to keep it out. You don't threaten the businesses in Europe. That's what they're doing, by the way. You don't threaten the businesses. If you're the government, you don't threaten the businesses with $15,000 a day fines if they don't do it. You threaten the businesses with $5,000 a day if they do segregate people. That's what you do if you're a representative government of for and by the people. You're actually elected to represent the people. Where, where, where did we go wrong? Is it money? Is that what it is? Is it money? Is it greed? Because I honestly, I know it's that simple for some of them. Is it money? Is it greed? Is it blackmail? Is it all the above? Are, are you are you just are you scared? Are you terrified? What is it? The fact is, is that we have a crisis of leadership in the West. The world needs leaders and it needs leadership. All we have 
are losers and degenerates. That's all we have. Losers, degenerates, and spineless, gutless cowards. We don't have any leaders. If you think for one minute that people like, that pull the curtain back from the politicians, if you think people like Schwab, you think that's a leader, boy, we got a lot of work to do. If you think that's a leader, that's not a leader, that's a loser. That's a scumbag. That's what that is. That, that's a sellout piece of garbage. If you think Bill Gates is a leader, a leader in what? How to commit genocide, talking about it up on a stage wearing a nice little pink sweater and you've got a crowd laughing at you? Is that a leader? That's a loser. Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York. You call that a leader? This scumbag, th this, this absolute scumbag, he's sitting up there giving his press conferences in front of a cartoon mural. What, what, what are we, five? Are we being read to like a, some creepy weirdo down at the, at the community library or something? His latest thing, de Blasio in New York, his latest thing is to bribe people, and I'm not joking, bribe people with comic books. That's his latest play. For people to get vaccinated, you're going to get a free limited edition Avengers comic book. Bruce, have you seen this video yet? Yeah, I believe uh, you have. OK, yeah, this is like this is a new low. Uh, Krispy Kreme donuts uh, shot in a beer in Jersey. Uh, Junior's cheesecake, White Castle cheeseburgers, whatever. Like that, That's bad. That's bad. Anheuser-Busch given free beer. Sam Adams given free beer. What would the real Sam Adams think of that? And now this. Now this. Now now we're offering comic books for vaccines that are not even vaccines, that, that are not even going to protect you. Listen to this. Reading his comic book and it zooms out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I got I got so caught up in this Marvel comic book. I, I just didn't realize the press conference had begun. I, right. This is amazing. It's, it's limited edition. It's uh, exclusive. Uh huh. It's really special. It's amazing. But you can't just get it anywhere. Right. Where can you I can get? only get it at a vaccination site? Oh, some most vaccination site. And this is where uh -huh. we're going to help make kids safe and like the Avengers fight back against evil. In this case, evil uh -huh. is COVID. I think you, you mean figured you? that out. Oh, oh, it's COVID. Yeah. Oh, oh, uh, I thought it was him. I, I thought it was um, him. Yeah. What? Did the Shake Shack burgers and fries weren't doing it for you, Mayor? Uh, it, it, side note. I find it kind of ironic that Marvel is 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 Disney and Disney is um well they're they're given over to the CCP. You look at some of their movies and stuff and how they kowtow to the CCP. Uh, but one one movie they actually made right next to the prison camps in Genoa with the Uyghur Muslims, like literally, it's, it's yeah. literally like the next valley over the 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 live action Mulan. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's um, the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> The um that the the other thing here is that that comic book that he was holding and showing up there. I only know very little about comic books and and um the preservation of them and the um you know keeping the way he was handling that comic book. Not only was it out of its sleeve, but he was crumpling the thing and whatnot. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that comic book now. You it's gonna be worthless want, in a few years. Yeah, don't you don't you want the? I mean. Don't you want the one he had? Don't you want him to I, sign I, it or, or something? That's going to depreciate the value just, just <laughs> therein. I think he just depreciates the value of everything that he actually touches. Anyway. All right. Uh, we're at time. Uh, do you have anything else? No, uh, I, I just I, I want to end it with uh, my usual slogan. Government's bad. OK, I know it was. Coming. And it, it's that applies to not just government that we currently have, but government that they're trying to institute with social credit.
All right, for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram page, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts we do here every day, and we also put out an exclusive podcast over there just for our Telegram subscribers. Uh, you also get access to our news feed. We also have a comments section. Uh, so uh, get signed up to us over there. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.